Hey guys, welcome back to Pop Culture Blast. I am your host, Danny. I am very excited to come back and record. I have been busy with my summer job and also trying to get everything ready for the summer. I'm working full-time at a summer camp. I'm very excited. I am also taking a college class on top of it and then, of course, recording this. So, Thankfully, I have some downtime and I now can do this episode. So before I get into it, a lot has happened <laughs> over the course of you know a few weeks. Hollywood's been absolutely nuts. <laughs> so we're going to kind of dig into that today. So some warnings before I start, of course, domestic violence and Tom Cruise. You know, I feel like I need that trigger warning. That's not for you guys. I mean, if you needed that trigger warning, there you go. But uh, yeah, that's more of a uh, trigger warning for me. (laughs) I I don't like him very much. So yeah, let's get into it. So the first topic I wanted to talk about is after a month, the defamation trial between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is now over. Um, so I was told that during Memorial weekend, they were going to reach a, or the jury was going to reach a verdict. And then I, I don't know what happened. I kind of forgot about it. And then my grandma messaged me and sent me a link and I'm like, what's this? And I'm like, oh crap, it's the verdict. You know, like something that I have been waiting for for a month. I'm so tired of hearing about this. I just, it aggravated me a little bit, but I was really excited that it came out and all of that. So I actually, this was like the first time I really watched the, um, like the actual trial. Like most of my stuff, I get it off of like, you know, very well-known websites that report the truth or whatever people were putting on TikTok. So I was really excited. I was I was actually playing The Sims while I was watching it. So some things that had happened, um, Johnny Depp was not present at the trial. He had a, well, he had something planned for a very long time now. So he was currently in the UK with, I think it was Jeff Beck. Yes, it was Jeff Beck. Um, so him and Johnny Depp had a, some kind of a tour, I think, or a performance. So Johnny was at that, but his legal team, like Camille Vasquez and all of them were there. And then Amber was there with her legal team, you know, looking smug as per usual. Also, there was something really weird that happened. So, you know, of course, you know, it starts and, you know, the judge gets the uh, folder and everything to I believe, to see the verdict. I've been watching a lot of Law & Order Special Victims Unit, so I know it's not very accurate, but I'm trying my best, okay? So I was watching it, 
And the judge was like, so you guys didn't fill out a page. And it was like a page for like the damage, the compensatory, I believe, like, you know, whatever money they're going to get out of this. So apparently they didn't fill out that page. So they had to take a 15 minute recess and go back and fill it out, which was a little weird, but yeah. So (laughs) I got my thoughts there. I'm sorry. So after the 15 minute recess, um, you know, they came back in actually while they were at the recess there, I was watching it on the law and crime YouTube channel that I think was displaying the live. Um, and there were these reporters and they were kind of talking about what's going on and they're like, you know, sharing their thoughts on it, you know, kind of like what I do, but they're like professionals, you know, and I'm just a college education major student. (laughs) So, yep. Uh, they were like, oh, you know, it could be Johnny and or like Johnny probably won the trial because they didn't fill it out because they didn't think that it was going to be or I think Johnny wasn't going to accept it. But anyways, so, you know, they're talking and stuff. And then the jury comes back it was pretty fast to fill out a page. I was very pleasantly surprised. So then what happened was. The verdict was read. So technically, they were both fined liable for defamation, but the jury had sided with Johnny Depp, and he only has to pay Amber $2 million, and Amber has to pay $10.35 million. But apparently, she can't pay it. According to her lawyer, um, yeah, but apparently... She was originally supposed to pay $15 million, but due to Virginia law capping punitive damages, it was reduced. So, you know, of course, Amber, you know, has like her freak out and stuff. So she uh, had publicly said that she was going to appeal it. So, and then also Elaine Bredhoft, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, Amber's lawyer, had shared her belief that... um, the only reason why the jury sided with Depp was because of, like, how, like, prominent it was in social media. So she had said, according to, um, uh, I think it was People magazine, absolutely, jurors weren't supposed to be looking at social media, but how can you not be aware? They went home every night. They have families. Their families are on social media. We had a 10-day break in the middle because of the, of the judicial conference. There is no way they couldn't have been influenced by it. It was horrible. It was really, really lopsided. I was against cameras in the courtroom, and I went on record with that and argued against it because of the sensitive nature of this. It made it a zoo. Wow. Um, So, you know, like kind of looking at all of that, I like knew Amber was going to immediately make a statement, you know, because of some really bad stuff that came out about her, you know, you know, defamed Johnny after, you know, abusing him for like a very long time, but then saying he abused her. Honestly, it was a whole disaster. 
I'm pretty sure they are not both perfect or, you know, I, I don't think Johnny Depp's perfect. You know, it was a very toxic relationship and I'm glad that they are now like out of it, but I feel like it's even worse with all these lawsuits. So heard statement following the verdict. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with that this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. I believe Johnny's attorney succeeded in getting the journey jury to overlook the key issue of freedom of speech and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. I'm sad I lost this case, but I am sadder still that I seem to have lost a right I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. This is probably one of the most manipulative statements to ever come out. You know, there's so many recordings of her, like, you know, a abusing the crap out of him, you know, with the whole thing about, like, I was hitting you. I was not punching you. And I know I have probably said this about a million times, and you're probably really sick and tired of it. But, you know, this goes to show what kind of person she is. And, you know, she can't hide behind her mental illness or anything because... There, there's a really good quote. Um, there is a bad word in it, so I will uh, censor it. Being mentally ill is not an excuse to act like a jack. A word. Which was said by Pete Davidson during a uh, weekend update. The, I think that is absolutely true. So hopefully she does not try doing that. But, of course, she uses, you know, the fact that she is a woman and you know, she was a battered woman and da, da 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 which I think is a little ridiculous. Um, you know, because as a woman, you know, it's really hard for us to come out about certain things, you know, while, you know, we're being shunned. I know this is probably very inaccurate, but I have been binge watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit for so long. Um, I was watching this episode and it was about a girl who had done, um, camming which is basically like like only fans you know like you know oh if you give me this many tokens I'll act this out for you all of that and what had happened was she was role-playing um being like taken advantage of or something in a very vulnerable position and then one of her biggest fans broke through the window and you know, assaulted her. And, you know, of course, he tries to play it down like, oh, we're dating. We're in love. She wanted it. And it kind of creeped me out. The worst part is Alex Brightman was playing the guy. And if you're like a really big Broadway person, you would know that he plays Beetlejuice. So it really threw me off because he was so unlikable. He's very good at playing like very unlikable people. And I, I enjoy that for some reason. But the worst part is like, apparently he's like a trained paralegal. So he represented himself in court. And the worst part is he picked out the jury to be all old women. 
So, you know, they're going to judge her, you know, for what she does. When in reality, the whole reason the girl is, you know, doing stuff like that is because her father was put in a nursing home and, you know, has, I think, had like really bad dementia, I think, or he was sundowning at some point in the episode. And, you know, nursing homes are very expensive. So, like, and she has a job. I think she had a job at, like, some restaurant. I can't remember. But, you know, there was that. And then she was also doing the stuff on the side to make enough money for that. And then for her schooling, because she uh, was at grad school to become a social worker, I think. And, you know, and it raised a lot of, like, you know controversy and everything because you know they're talking about you know with us women you know we're judged for every little thing even with sex work and you know like oh if we get assaulted then it's our faults and then what ended up happening was he so getting back to the episode um so you know he's like full and beating her down like well you said this to me and you said this to me and then you did this. And she's like, well, I faked all of it. And he's like, well, how dare you? Why would you do that? And you could see, like, the old woman in the jury, like, absolutely judging her, even though she's just trying to make it in life and trying to survive and stay above ground. And um, then what else was it? I'm blanking a little bit. I have been watching this show so much. So it's like different ones are playing in my head right now. Yeah. So then he's like, well, you're terrible. You faked everything. And she's like, well, I got to make money. And then they had brought some other people up on the stand who like have like watched these, you know, cams and everything and like gave her money and stuff. And, you know, uh, ADA Carisi, who I, I absolutely. He's, you know, I have phases with like a bunch of celebrity men. I think he's like the one right now. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, you know, uh, doing lawyer stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the law people out there. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, he was like, you know, you tune into this and like, do you think, you know, you have a close relationship with her? And they're like, well, yeah, of course, you know, we talk and they... You know, she always asks how we're doing and stuff. And then he's like, but do you think, like, you're, like, in, you know, in a relationship, like, you're dating, you can do that stuff. And they're like, no. Like, yeah, you know, we have a very close bond, but, you know, you know, we're not together. I wouldn't, you know, act on any of my impulses or anything. And then I think he ended up becoming guilty. But what I'm trying to get through with this is I know it was Detective Tamine. And this is, like, in the later episodes, like, like within the past year. And, you know, she's like, you know, like, men can do this stuff and it's fine. But then when women come out and do it, you know, like, we're frowned upon, like, even when we're trying to make money to stay afloat. And I, I thought that was a really, really powerful message. I've watched a lot of, like, women empowering stuff and... um. So what Amber said was, you know, disgusting. Like, you know, with the whole, like, oh, it's a setback. And for other women, I'm like, you're the reason why so many women 
are not going to report their abuse or, you know, they'll stay in silence because they know they'll be judged for it. And this, this goes like kind of with like sexual assault and all of that is, you know, when somebody lies, it's a setback for the ones who like were truly, you know, abused or assaulted. And it's hard for them to come out because, you know, who's going to believe them if all these lies keep coming in and, I just think it's absolutely disgusting and, you know, accusing someone of something that never happened is super uncool, you know, just, but like doing it because, you know, you want revenge because they're not with you anymore. It's disgusting and you're setting back so many people who, you know, stay in the dark about it and don't tell anyone because, Who's going to believe them? You know, that's their mindset. Who's going to believe me if all of these people keep lying? So I went on a little rant there. I'm sorry. But it just, it really frustrates me. It frustrates me a lot. So anyways, I'm off my pedestal now. So I'm going to be talking about Johnny's statement. Um, Like I had stated before, he was tuning in to the live from the UK because he was performing with Jeff Beck. So he had said he believes the quote-unquote best, best is yet to come for him. I'm very sorry. That was, that was like a tongue twister. <laughs> so then he said, and this is all from the People article that I had looked over. Six years ago, my life, the life of my children, the lives of those closest to me, and also the lives of the people who for many, many years have supported and believed in me were forever changed, all in the blink of an eye. False, very serious and criminal, criminal allegations were levied at me via the media. I cannot talk to, I'm so sorry. <laughs> which triggered an endless barrage of hateful content. Although no charges were ever brought against me, it had already traveled around the world twice within a nanosecond, and it had a seismic seismic, seismic impact on my life and my career. And six, six years later, the jury gave me my life back. And then he, you know, mentioned he was very humbled and overwhelmed by the outpouring of love. He also said, I hope that my quest to have the truth be told will have helped others, men or women, who have found themselves in my situation and that those supporting them never give up. And he had a very long, very long statement. So the last part of it, I also hope that the position will now return to innocent until proven guilty, both within the courts and in the media. I wish to acknowledge the noble work of the judge, the jurors, the court staff, and the sheriffs who have sacrificed their own time to get to this point. And to my diligent and unwavering legal team who did an extraordinary job in helping me to share the truth. The best is yet to come and a new chapter has finally begun. Veritas namquam perit. I think I probably butchered that. Which means truth never perishes. So thankfully it's over now. And some justice got served. And kind of going back to like what Amber said to it. I'm not like, you know, bullying and harassing her or by any means, but the whole thing about social media blowing up about this, well, obviously this was going to be super huge. 
mostly in my generation because, you know, we Johnny Depp basically raised us, you know, from like Charlie to the chocolate, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to I just and like to Par- uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it was really like impactful on us, and you know, it was really sad to see you know him being accused of something so heinous. Yeah, heinous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't talk today. I don't know why. <clears throat> I apologize. But yeah, so thankfully it's over. Um, technically, they were both fi- uh, found liable. But you know, I think basically the jury had sided with Depp. Oh, and also like another thing too, you know, like after the verdict was read, I like kind of watched like the body language of everyone and you had like Johnny Depp's team who seemed very very close-knit and I I really liked that I really like how he you know had a lot of support from you know these people especially Camille Vasquez I I know definitely after this trial she will get so many other jobs because she is amazing at what she does she's very like the, like the way she speaks, the way she holds herself, I really enjoy her. But I will talk about there was something online like, oh, for Aquaman 2, instead of Amber Heard, we should put Camille Vasquez in it. And it's like, um, she's not an actress. Don't give her a part simply because she's good at her job. I, I thought that was a little weird. Honestly, there were just some things that didn't rub me the right way, like on TikTok. Yeah, I thought that was really stupid. I'm like, dude, she's obviously a lawyer. Don't give her a part just because she's good at what she does. If anything, she should remain like in law because she's going to get a lot of people justice. So, uh, well, at least it's done for now because... Uh, I, I know very well that Amber Heard's going to push and push, you know, because she doesn't care about anybody but herself. So it's going to be for her benefit also because, you know, $10.35 million, that's quite a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, let's move on. So off to a lighter topic. I know I switched the formula around, but I'm like, but I feel like this needs to be talked about. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure if you have been on TikTok or on anything, you would know that the new Top Gun movie has really, you know, hit it with the young folks or whatever. Do I sound hip? I hope I sound hip. I'm sorry. So um, I am not a Top Gun fan. I have never seen the movie. And quite frankly, if you remember from the beginning, I really don't like Tom Cruise, like at all. Like the man scares me. And not just because, you know, he's in a cult, <laughs> but also like, if you ever have seen him like talk or anything, I know I had went and saw Top Gun Maverick because my uncle really loved it. So 
he was like, oh, does, does Danielle want to go? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I really wanted to spend time with my grandfather and my uncle, so I just decided to go. Um, but there was a message before the movie had started, and it was Tom Cruise talking, and of course, like, he looks very old, but if you, like, look at his eyes, they're, like, dead. Like, there's nothing. And that scares me. <laughs> so, like, watching, like, him talk, and, you know, he, like, tries to seem charismatic, but I can see right through it. And, like, if you've ever seen, like, interviews with him as well, like, I know there was one from a while ago. Um, he was talking about how, like, you know, like medication to help with mental illness is a pseudoscience or something like that. And he was like shaming Brooke Shields for it. It was a very long time ago. Um, he got really weird during the interview. And well, I think the news guy or like the person interviewing him was like kind of on another side. So then there was one point he was like getting closer and closer to him and kept like repeating his name. And like his eyes are like dead so that creep he overall tom cruise really creeps me out and honestly <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of him at all but um anyways so going back to this like i had went into the movie and i was kind of like okay you know i get free food out of it it's fine and so i actually ended up kind of liking it but I'll get into that. So basically, the, uh, where this um, movie picks off, up off from. So it follows Maverick's return to the um, United States Navy Strike Fighter Tactics Instructor Program, which was also known as Top Gun. Whereas, you know, in the first movie, it's like him going to the school and then like, you know, becoming an icon. And this is like years later. So he was put there to... Uh, run the training program. So he ended up having to confront his past as he trains a group of younger fighter pilots. Um, among them was the son of Maverick's deceased best friend, Goose, from the first movie, which was played by Miles Teller, which who has become a very prominent icon on TikTok because he's very attractive. And, you know, he had a nice little mustache and he was singing great balls of fire which um i think was in the first movie i don't know <laughs> i've never watched the first movie so go watch the first movie if like you want to like confirm <laughs> my what i'm saying but um yeah there's like um a whole thing it was like them playing football and like you know Miles Teller does this little dance, and it's like all the women are like, oh, my God, he's so hot. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, no, there's not going to be any spoilers Spoilers here, I promise. But it was a pretty decent movie, and honestly, you should watch it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, just the whole time, like, I was really uncomfortable because, like I said, I – cannot stand Tom Cruise whatsoever. I don't think he's a very good person. And it's really unfortunate, too, because, you know, he was such a prominent icon, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, 
I'm pretty sure like the first Top Gun movie, you know, all the women were like, oh my God, he's so hot. Like him and like Val Kilmer. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Like, you know, those two like playing volleyball. This is from the first movie, I think. I had seen it on TikTok and, you know, they're like, have like very oily bodies and like they're all shirtless and have like their six packs and everything. I cannot imagine the mothers. They probably went feral over this. But so with this movie, it was like continuously pushed back. Like I remember it was supposed to come out last year. Then they're like, no, it's not. (laughs) But I think, um, Tom Cruise had hinted at it uh, in, like, 2016. I was, like, doing some further research because, like, this had this has been in the works for so long. And I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, overall, it was a pretty decent movie. Um, the whole Miles Teller thing, I thought that was absolutely hilarious because, like, honestly, I could not keep my eyes off him. <laughs> the entire movie (laughs) but I know also there was like this TikTok comment section someone's like oh my gosh Tom Cruise is so hot and I'm like dude he like do you like men who are like dead in the eyes (laughs) well you know of course like I was nice about it and I was like yeah no guy kind of scares me a bit and she's like oh yeah I really like that and I'm like okay (laughs) that that's your opinion I guess I'm like, I'm not shaming her in any way or them, but yeah, they were really nice. So I like kind of felt bad. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. And then another thing I wanted to talk about, this is very on the fly, but I had seen it on TikTok. And so apparently there's an Elvis biopic coming out. Uh, Austin Butler is going to be playing Elvis. It looks really good, but... I know there's like a like a lot of his past is being digged up, you know, like he had um started dating his wife when she was like 14 and he was like a lot older. It was something along the lines of that. Um and honestly, it like kind of irritates me. Like it, I think it's very good that we're bringing this information out. So now that we know, we can go off and do better. But I think the problem like with my generation is that once we like figure out something, we completely cancel them. Like we need to take them off. Um, I, you know, I honestly think, yeah, he was not, you know, this hero everybody thought he was, you know, like I said, he had, you know, groomed a girl and ended up being married to her and was stealing stuff from black artists and everything. And, I'm really hoping that this movie kind of does cover that. So, you know, he's still not being painted as a hero. But honestly, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to go to his gravesite and be like, you're canceled? Like, come on. Like, there's nothing that you can do. It happened so long ago. And yeah, you know, honestly, like, I separate art from the artist. He has very good songs, but, you know, I don't really like him as a person because of all the stuff he has done and now that I know that I can go off and do better I think that's what everybody should do go on to do better instead of trying to live in the past and being like you're canceled you're canceled like 
He's been dead for years. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Please. For, for my sake, for my sanity, just stop. Take a step back and go on and do something more productive with your life than trying to cancel a dead man. So, yeah. All right. So, thank you for listening. Um, sorry if I was very all over the place. I have been very tired and, you know, trying to get rested up and everything. And honestly, like, I have not had a social conversation with anyone outside of my family or just even talking in general. So, this podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA FM St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. So, yes, please go out, hydrate, take care of yourselves, and hopefully you tune into the next episode if this one did not irritate you. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.